Little Solomon got his hand raised up there. <laughs> Solomon said, man, I get me a Bible. Give him one, man. Shoot one down there to Solomon. Amen. Let him go and get his hands on that and get used to it. If brother want one, he going to get one. Amen. Solomon. <laughs> Little Solomon said, I need me a B-I-B-L-E. Oh, my God, my favorite nursery rhyme. If you read your Bible and pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. If you read your Bible and pray every day, you'll grow, grow, grow. There you go, Solomon. But if you don't read your Bible and pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. If you don't read your Bible and pray every day, you'll shrink, shrink, shrink. (laughs) I don't know about you. I want to keep growing. I want to keep growing in the things of the Lord. Amen. We got that one, Solomon. That's me and your song right there, okay? That's your song there, brother. Amen. It's so wonderful to see some of our kids in here. We know we have others that are back and being ministered to, and we have the other age groups that are in here uh, today. But we're, aren't, we, aren't we blessed? I mean, I've already heard that at the beginning. After that worship, look, if, there ain't even no question, amen, that we are blessed. We are blessed people. And uh, God wants to do something through blessed people. He certainly wants uh, to do that. Are you at Acts chapter 1? Acts chapter 1. Amen. Acts chapter 1. And will you please get there? Please go with me to verse 4. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. And we're going to read through verses 4 and 5. So please follow along. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. And it says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. This is Jesus with the disciples or with the apostles. But wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with what? The Holy Ghost, not many days hence. I'm beginning a series of messages this Sunday that I don't know how long it's going to last, called the Father's Promise. Somebody say the Father's Promise. I want you to know that the father not only make, made a promise here, he makes promises. Amen. And as children of the most high God, we want to experience the promises of God. Amen. Amen. And I'm here to tell you the, the promise of the Holy Spirit. If you will uh, uh, receive and believe and, and, and come into the presence and understand who the Holy Spirit is. He is a person. He has power. And he has a presence. But it's all wrapped up in the promise, the promise from the Father. And so that's what we're going to declare today. The Father's promise is what I'm going to talk about today. And this is the first of, of several messages that will certainly will be coming uh, forward here. Now, as we moved into 2013, I don't know if anyone remembered this, but I remembered it very profoundly because God re- reminded me of it. The last message that I spoke in 2013 was a message called The Time of Transition, Living in the Spirit. And the Lord began to speak to me last year and says, uh, uh, Eric, you need to tell my people and not just tell my people because I, I am the partakers. I get first fruit. Amen. What the Lord was saying, he says, you need to tell my people that the, the time that we live in, that it has to be a life that is lived in the spirit, in the spirit. Amen. And, and not just saying that we are spirit filled people. and We go to a spirit filled church. But the Bible says you'll know them by their fruit. 
And the spirit of the living God, when he is in your life, when you have been baptized with the Holy Ghost, amen, of the Holy Spirit, the same word for spirit ghost with the Holy Ghost, King James said, when you have been baptized, and the word baptized is baptismo, baptizo, and it means to immerse. And when you have been immersed in the spirit of God, I'm telling you, there is change that not only come to your life, but change comes all around you. Heaven enters into the earth. Amen. When you allow the Holy Spirit of, of the most high God, the third person of the Godhead to come and reside and dwell in your life. And so we're going to take some time. This might be elementary, rudimentary, whatever you want to say, it, but you got to get this thing. And see, some of us got it, but we don't know what we got. And when you don't know what you got, you don't know how to use what you have. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. And so we, we must understand because, see, the, the spirit of God takes out the stress, struggle, and the strain of whatever we're doing for God. You know what I'm saying? So if we're doing something for God, it should be no stress, struggle, and strain in it because the Holy Spirit has come and empowered us, have come and given us the insight to have oversight, to make the rough areas smooth, the crooked things straight. He's come to direct us, to lead us, and to guide us uh, into truth, amen, into everything that God desires and has for our life. So as, uh, uh, as I, uh, we got through a few messages here, Mother's Day, and some things, the Lord began to speak to me. He says, Eric, you, you remember what I told you? I told you that it's time for the church and every member at the Bread of Life Church that we cannot, we don't, we don't want anything that's outside of the spirit of the living God. We want to be a spirit-filled people. We want to have a spirit-filled, amen, praise and worship team. We want to have folks, amen, that are spirit-filled back there on the, on, on the sound, uh, spirit-filled ushers and greeters. I'm not saying that we don't, but what I'm saying unto you is we want everybody in this house to be spirit-filled people, amen. So if you're spirit-filled, you're going to be spirit-led, amen. And so this is what we're talking about. And, and see, and when this type of, uh, of, of uh, presence uh, rest rules and abides upon this house and upon the people of this house. Uh, when people come in, they're going to just automatically feel the love of God. I mean, I believe they're going to walk through the door and they're going to feel not only the love, but they're just going to begin to cry because they're going to, they, it's going to be in their spirit. It, it's just so easy to love them. I just need to get in here. Amen. It's so easy to love him. And when you understand this and begin to grow, in the things of God, and, and we're going to see this. See, this is what the Spirit of God does. It helps to mature us. It grows us up him. Now, I want to say a, a few things here is that um, yeah, the Holy Spirit allows us to receive everything that God has purposed and promised in our lives. I mean, we, 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 we want to, we, I don't know about you, I want everything that God has for me. And I want it to be some evidence in my life that I have what he has given unto me. Amen. And everything that God gives unto us, we receive it by grace. I've taught the, the church here, everything, faith picks up what grace gives unto us. We were saved by, by, you know, we got saved through receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But it was through the grace of God that we receive it. It wasn't by works unless any man should be able to boast. It's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. It's through the grace of God that we receive the Holy Spirit. And it's a promise that he has given. Uh, but just like anything that he has given, you got to receive it. And the way you receive it, you 
you receive it by faith. Faith is my confidence, is my assurance, my ability that I believe what he said he was going to do. And when I believe that I receive that into my life, and then when I receive it, I got to let it do its, its work. As I always say, and, and Elder, you said it this morning, we must allow the Holy Spirit to have his office space to do his office work. So when he come into your life, you got to move out of the way and allow him. Matter of fact, he ain't coming in unless you are out of the way. You hear me say and, and so when he comes in, he comes in not just to take up residence. He comes in what? To take over. Oh, my God. I have to see, I don't know about you, but I need somebody to take over my life. See, that's what we were singing about today. Wrap your arms around me and take me to your secret place. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying, man? That's what we want. You know, we want somebody because when we're singing that, we're asking uh, uh, the Father, we're asking Jesus, we're asking the Holy Spirit, take over my life. Take over my life. Take over my life. And this is what we want to have in uh, our lives. So let's think about some of the things that the Holy Spirit does. I'm going to run some things down that I wrote down as I was preparing. The Holy Spirit comes into my, uh, our lives to comfort us, to teach us, to help us, and to lead us. The Bible says he's the comforter. He's the helper. He leads us. He guides us. He directs us. He comes into our life to help us. And so, because uh, the thing that I want us to understand about the promise of the Father, um, uh, 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 you cannot stagger at the promises of God. And the Bible says, we're going to go the other day, the Bible says that, that Abraham staggered at the promise of God. It wasn't the promise of the Holy Spirit, it was the promise that he said that you're going to be a father of many nations. But Abraham looked and said, man, I'm old, my woman, she dried up, she old too, how am I going to have some children? But the Bible says Abraham staggered not at the promise, he staggered not, amen, at the promise, but it says he staggered not uh, 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 through unbelief. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but we're going we're gonna to go there. We're going to show you that, that some of us, uh, this, this ministry of the Holy Spirit is so important, but you can't stagger with this thing. You can't be questioning it. You got to receive it in the fullness of it that it may operate in your life and that people will be able to see the demonstration of the Spirit of God uh, uh, evident in your life. I'm talking about you're going to be up when everybody else is down. You're going to have a pep in your step. You ain't going to have no problems laying hand on the sick and have an expectancy that they're going to recover. You what I'm saying? I mean, it, 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 it'll do something to you. The Spirit of God will do something to you. I'm telling you. And this is what we want as a people because we got to have that because think about what we've been declaring this year. We've been declaring, amen, that we're going to go out there and get them. Amen. We've declared that. We declare that uh, uh, the fivefold ministry is going to help mature us up, edify us, build us up, and grow us up. And so now as we see this, now we're prepared to, to get filled. Amen. To be filled with the the spirit of God is called the unction to function. Amen. And, and we must have this in our life. I'm like this. I cannot leave home without him. Not without it, but without him. We're going to learn in some other message. He is a person. I cannot leave home without him. I like this. Pastor Andrew, you, you went there this morning. See, see, the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away. The world did not give it to me. And the world cannot take it away. We're going to see this today, that where he comes from, he comes from heaven. Amen. And so if, if the world didn't, he didn't come from this world. He came from, he came from outside of this world. He came from heaven. And so as uh, we see this, the Holy Spirit also matures us and makes us able ministers. Somebody say matures and makes. 
The Holy Spirit comes into your life to mature you and to make you an able minister. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says those that are, are, are led by the Spirit of God are what? The sons of God. So when we say led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God, sonship denotes, uh, denotes maturity. It denotes maturity. So when we have the Spirit of God in our line, I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of what we call Spirit-filled people that are not living for the Lord. You see what I'm saying? They say, I'm, I'm spirit-filled, but I'm doing a lot of things that are contrary to the things of God. And so that tells us there's either a leak or a lie. You know, something, something, done, something that happened, and, and we, got to get, we got to get sealed back up and filled back up. And I'm telling you, there's a danger living outside of, uh, of the Spirit of God. This is what the Lord told me. He says, son, if you don't, if you don't live, be led by the Spirit of God, you're going to be led by a familiar spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're either going to be led by the Spirit of God or a familiar spirit. We see this in the Bible uh, as we, uh, I'm not going to regress too much, but when we were talking about King Saul, and the Bible talks about King Saul and that how uh, King Saul, he began to, uh, through the sin that he had conducted in his life, it separated him from God. And in the separation from God, he couldn't hear from God. God wasn't listening to his prayers or anything because he had, he had you know, made up his mind. This is what he was going to do. And, and not only that, he was chasing after the man of God. You hear what I'm saying? Not only had he sinned, but now he, he, he got David on the run. And God not hearing anything that he has to say. But, but think about Saul. The Bible says at the end, Saul got so confused that he went to the, uh, the, the lady, amen, the, the soothsaver, uh, went to her that had a divining, the spirit of divination, and, and she conjured up the spirit of, of Samuel. Did she not? And so he had went and asked of a, what we call a familiar spirit. Amen. Somebody say familiar spirit. Now, I want you to understand the same person that asked for a familiar spirit that was one time filled with the spirit. Well, how do you know that, Pastor? Well, the Bible says, amen, that, that there was a time that the Spirit came up on King Saul and he became another man. Do you want to become another man or another woman? If the Holy Spirit will come up on you and take residence and turn you into another man. Not only that, the Bible said he began to prophesy. I'm telling you. See, not only when the Spirit of the Lord come up on you, you don't only manifest the fruit of the Spirit, amen, hallelujah, but also the way gifts of the spirit they all are of the spirit of God and so you must understand that when when the spirit of God comes into your life you become fruitful you become fruitful you have what we call Galatians 5 22 the fruits of the spirit those things begin to be evident in your life the love the joy the peace the faith the gentleness all of those things amen the temperance all of those things become a, a fruit a, a part of your life and then not only that as you're building character and becoming mature see this is why I said you got to have the Holy Spirit for maturity and ministry oh my god the, whole, the, the fruit of the Spirit comes to mature you and, the, and, and then the, 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 uh, the gifts of the Spirit is used for ministry you need the gifts of the spirit for ministry. But you see, but you can't have one without the other. You got to have maturity to do effective ministry. Oh, I'm going to give you an idea. The Lord showed me something here. He showed me something in a practical. I'm going to look at it from a practical side. This don't have anything to do with the, the spirit, but it does. He's going to show me in a practical. He showed me something. I said, Lord, there was something different about praise and worship today. Was it the number of people? What was it? And this is no low down on anybody. The Lord said it was maturity. What you talking about, Pastor? There was somebody different playing the drums today. Who's playing the drums today? Did you feel him playing them drums today? Huh? 
He had both feet in him and arms and everything in it. You hear what I'm saying? See, it's nothing that Jared is homesick. Father, we thank you right now for healing for Jared right now. Father, I decree and declare, I mean, I declare the decree, Lord, that he is healed from the top of his head until the soles of his feet. I thank you that sickness and disease would never bother him again, Father. Father, this thing has been hindering and harming him all year long. Last year and this year, Lord, Father, we rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. We declare healing to Jared, healing, Lord, right now. Not only to him but to the whole household in the mighty name of Jesus Christ we pray amen and amen see the spirit of God would give you that type of boldness just to step on in that thing amen and so what the Lord was showing me this morning was uh, and we thank God for Jericho he, he's anointed too amen see but there's some difference about maturity there's something different about maturity. So, Brother Joyce, see, 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 Brother Joyce, he stepped out of place. Elder Stott stepped into his place to open up. Sister Kim stepped into his place to introduce. And see, but when the Holy Ghost ain't nobody out of place. And not only with that, with maturity, nobody is out of place. See, when, when, see with somebody, when you got maturity and being led by the Spirit, you ain't got to say, well, I ain't had time. Nuh-uh. Step on in there and do it. And allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, amen, into doing whatever you need to do. And so, 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 so we see it all started with Jared. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? It started, with the, it started with the young guy, amen, not being in place. And it displaced him and misplaced some other folks. But when the Holy Ghost, you hear what I'm saying? But there's something about maturity. Maturity can move and minister and do what God tells you to do. But it got to be done by the Holy Spirit here. And so what we see here, we see the maturity of the father, amen. You know what I'm saying? Of the father being on the drums. Oh, my God. <laughs> of the father being on the drum. And see, and the father gives the promise to the son. Oh, my God. The, the father says, son, this is how you do it. This is what you need. This is what you need to get. See, because why? Father knows best. Oh, my God. Father knows best. And Jesus Christ is saying, go wait for the promise of what? The Father. This ain't my promise. This is the promise of the Father. Father knows best. This is how it goes. Look, you, do you think he's going to give you something bad? The Bible says this. The Bible says that if an uh, uh, evil man know how to give good gifts unto his own children, how much more will he give the Holy Spirit to them that what? Ask him. How you get it, Pastor? Ask him for it. You got to ask him for it. You got to ask him for it. But the Lord shows us, even here, we can see in the ministry, and even in, in this thing here, Brother George got on those drums, and it went to a whole nother level. I, I know y'all think y'all were singing better. I know what you're saying. It went to a whole nother level. It went to a whole nother level. And it won't just there, but it was out here. You hear what I'm saying? It won't just, it was that when everybody get in the right place, God to do what he wants to do, Amen. I'm talking about it takes, Sister Kim, you, 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 you were on it this morning. See, y'all just ain't uplifted praise. We uplifted praise. When you get that revelation of it, because you ain't uplifting you, it's him through what the Holy Ghost said. Well, he come and lift you up. 
And when you get the realization that he is doing all the lifting, you got everything moving. Man, see, 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 when you worship in the spirit, you ain't reserved because the Holy Spirit going to do something. The Holy Spirit going to say, get that leg all right. That old bad hip, shake it out. It's going to praise the Lord today because you said it three times, four times. He inhabits the praises of his people. And if he inhabits the praises of his people, don't you think he's going to empower you so you can praise him no matter what's going on? What kind of father would be like that? I want you to praise me, but I'm going to tie you all up down here. That's the enemy. When you cannot be free in the Lord and worship him and praise him, you better know another spirit is operating in your life. You should never not be able to give him the praise that is due his name. I know, I know you might have a slight fever. Look, bust out of the little, little, that fever got to go. It got to lift up off of you. Amen. You got to give him the praise and the honor that is due his name him. And so today, what we're going to do, uh, I want to see how the Holy Ghost took me. I don't look, forget about these notes. He done took me. <laughs> he done took me in a direction, amen, that we have. But the, 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 Holy, the Holy Ghost, he matures us, and he makes us and matures us to be able ministers, to do what he called us to do, to fulfill uh, the assignment. He causes us to bear, to bear fruit in our lives, as I've already spoken to. Not only that, he causes us to not to fulfill the lust of the flesh or the desires of the flesh. The Bible says, those that walk in the spirit shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, the desires of the flesh. Uh, when your body wants to do something else, or when, when, your, you see, when, when, when Paul said, when I wanted to do good, evil was ever present, you know what, I mean? what he's saying, there was something in his mind that was telling him, to do something different or to do something that was contrary to the things of God. But it's the Holy Spirit that comes into your life that causes you not to fulfill the desires of your flesh or it's called the lust of the flesh. It's the Spirit of God that comes in. If you give him his offer space and allow him to fill you up, he'll cause you not to do that thing. Matter of fact, before you even get to it, he said, it's like a little kid. Now, you know, when you're coming up, say so you got your nice little glass table or something, and you tell that kid, and I don't, don't you touch that, don't you touch that. You know, that kid, like, they, they get on there, they'll play. They'll get on the table. See, that's how it is with sin in your life. You know, you see how you can get close to it, you back off of it. See, but the Holy Spirit don't want you to even touch the table. He, look, bro, don't even, don't, don't even, don't even, don't even go in the kitchen unless you're going to get your bosom or something going to get burnt. Don't, don't even, don't even do it. And this is what the Holy Spirit does for our life. He don't even want you to, uh, uh, he don't want you even to be in the appearance of evil. Because this is the type, this is who God is, you know. He, he, he is a spirit, amen. And he does not like sin. He don't want to be around sin. He ain't, going, he ain't going with you in your sin. But the Holy Spirit will warn you and tell you, uh-uh, nah, no, don't do that. And so there are so many bountiful blessings to, of the spirit of God. Not only that, he empowers us to fulfill our assignment. Now, the book of Acts is called the Acts of the Apostle. In most of your books, if you look at Acts, uh, 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 the title Acts, 
It should be upon the, the acts of the apostle. Some folks call it the acts of the Holy Ghost. You hear what I'm saying? But it's the Holy Spirit working through the apostles here, the acts of the apostles. And these acts that they perform or these acts that they do, uh, the ministry that they do, they do it up under the unction and the uh, ministry and the person of the Holy Spirit. So this is why they call it the acts of the apostle. It's the acts that they done up under the ministry, amen, the wooing and the leading and the guiding and the comforting of the Holy Spirit himself. And this is why the Father not only told, uh, Jesus told them to wait for the promise of the Father, but it's the same thing for, it goes on in the Bible, it says this promise is not only for, for, for them, but for also for them that will come. And so this same promise is also uh, a promise that God has given for all of us. We are the seed of Abraham. We are, we are, uh, Jesus Christ is the mediator between God and man. Amen. We're joint heirs with Christ. But you must be saved before you can receive this. I'm not saying water baptized because the Bible said there were some folks that got water. They actually says that they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And they asked him, said, man, have y'all been water baptized? He said, no, nah, they ain't even been water baptized. See, because water baptism, uh, as I've taught in this house, water baptism does not say that you say you get you get you get water baptized after you get saved. You know, you, you, you get water baptized because you got saved, but not to be saved. Amen. So salvation does not mark your, you know, have you been water baptized? That don't have anything to do with your salvation, but you want to do that. And you want to be proper about doing it because you, you, you're identifying what took outwardly, what took place inwardly in your life. Amen. Uh, just while we're there, uh, I believe in God. We're going to, uh, uh, in August, we're going uh, to be outside, the prayerfully in the park over here. All, all five Sundays, we're going to be outside. We're going to be worshiping the Lord. The Lord been speaking to me about pushing the time back because it ain't going to be about us. It's going to be about them. We're going to get them to the park. Everybody, I mean, somebody say, Lottie, Dottie, everybody. Amen. Look, the Lord said he want all, all the members. We want everybody showing up. Amen. And we're going to love on our community and we're going to show them how it's so easy to love him because we're going to be his hands and his feet, his arms and his ankles and everything. You know what I'm saying? His eyes, his ears and his mouth. We're going to be out there loving on the foe and we're going to show him it's so easy to love. And then people are going to say, I want to fall in love. Amen. With the person that changed your life. You know what I'm saying? This is the father. We want them to have the same promise that we have gotten hold to. And so the Lord thy God is preparing us to go out and to be a people that is a spirit-filled people. We ain't all down in dungeon with our head down. Nah, our head is up. We're going to love you no matter if you ain't lovable, but we still going to love you. Amen? Because it's the Spirit of God up on the inside of us here. Not only that, the Holy Spirit not only empowers us to fulfill our assignment, but he aids us in our prayer life. The Bible says when you don't know how to pray that the Holy Ghost will kick in and pray before you. He'll pray on your behalf when you don't know how to pray. I've been in situations, hospital rooms and situations, when someone asked me to pray, I didn't know how to pray. Well, you did. I kicked into the Holy Ghost. Oh, let the Holy Ghost pray through me. I yielded my will to the will of the Father. And now the Holy, I tell you this was the Holy Spirit. He's always on target. He's always on target. And the last thing I want to say is this. You've heard me say this so many times, that the Holy Spirit is the difference. It makes us better. It makes us better. It really does. It makes us better than who? Better than the world. 
That's what I'm talking about. Not, not necessarily better than another person, but mother better than the world. Amen? See, and, and it's not that I'm better. It's that he is better. So he makes me different. I don't want, I ain't trying to tuck up and be like the world. Amen? Like, I got a different swag about me. You know what I'm saying? When I, wherever I go, I got to have a different swag. And my different swag is the Holy Ghost. Amen. We were talking about these great women last week. Pastor, I, was glad. I had to text my wife a couple times tell her, look, you're a great woman of God. Amen. I slacked off towards the end of the week. Let me go and tell you now. You're a great woman of God. Amen. Yes, you are. You're a great woman of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Boy, I tell you what, boy, she, oh, God, she's been good to me this week. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she's good to me other weeks, too. I ain't going to straighten that out here real quick. Amen. But, but <laughs> uh, turn with me, if you will, please, to Luke chapter 24. Luke 24. Uh, we may come back to Acts somewhere down the road here. But Luke chapter 24. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke 24. Uh, amen. Luke 24, verse 49 here. I want you to know that when the Lord called me into the ministry, he informed me that the ministry that uh, he would give and wanted me to oversee and to a pastor was a ministry that would be a ministry that would transform lives and communities. Luke chapter 20, lives and communities. And I've come to the conclusion over these soon to be 12 years of ministry um, that it is only the Holy Spirit that can truly transform lives and experiences. I mean, that can give real and lasting transformation. It's the Holy Spirit, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit is the only person that can give real, real and lasting transformation in the lives of people. Men of Teen Challenge, I'm telling you, if you, look, you, you need to grasp this, you need to get this, uh, you need to understand not only the person of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but you also need to understand this person of the Holy Spirit, because he is the one that's going to help you when you get off the hill up there, Amen. Because when you get off the hill, you got to go to the real, the real world. You're going back to the real world and the enemy waiting on you. Because he said the thief comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus Christ said, I come to give you life and what? Life more abundantly. Amen. So when you come off the hill, you don't go down the hill. You keep going up the hill. If you go down the hill, you're going back to something familiar. But you keep going up the hill. Amen. You're going to be seated in heavenly places with him. Amen. So he don't want you to come off the hill to go downhill. He puts you on the hill to fill you so that you can continue to go up in him. Amen. Amen. So, so I want to encourage you men uh, in that uh, there. So we see here the Father's promise. Luke chapter 24. Uh, we're talking about the Father's promise here. Uh, 24 and what we say, 49? Yeah. Are you there? It says, uh, oh my God. Um, look at verse 45. <laughs> he says, then open he, Jesus Christ is getting ready to ascend and be with the Father. He getting ready to, he get ready to fly up off of here and go straight up to heaven and, and with his apostles looking around and seeing him getting ready to ascend. And the Bible tells us when he ascended, he gave gifts unto men, did he not? He gave the fivefold men, you know, he gave the prophet, amen, the apostle, uh, the evangelist, amen, the pastor and the teachers. He gave gifts unto men. It says, uh, 
uh, then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. You see, Jesus, the way you understand the scriptures, he op- the Bible says Jesus opened up their understanding. It says he opened up their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. This is Jesus talking to uh, his disciples. And that repentance and the remission of sins should be preached in what? His name among all nations beginning where at, at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. He says, you, you've been witnesses of everything that I preach and I proclaim. He said, look at verse 49. And behold, I send what? The promise of my father unto you. But tarry or wait ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be what? Endued with power from on high. So we see him that he says, now I'm getting ready to go. But I need y'all to preach and proclaim what, I've, what you've already seen. But before you go do anything, I want you to go and tarry ye over to Jerusalem. And I'm going to send the promise of the Father. See, the same thing that was on him, he wants to be on us so that we can fulfill, amen, not only receive the promise, but receive the promises that God has even given to our lives. Your ministry, your assignment, your fulfillment, your thing that you've been placed on the earth to do, it's going to take the Holy Spirit filling you for you to fulfill that. We're going to see that Jesus Christ's ministry did not even start in a real way until he was filled with the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Spirit uh, entered into his life and his ministry began to take a different shape and a different form. It began to become very miraculous. And look at verse 50. And he led them about as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted what from them and carried what up to heaven. Well, I think about what we were talking about Elijah last week, man, how Elijah was just taken up to heaven. It says, and they what worship him and return to Jerusalem with what? With great joy. And they were continually in the temple doing what? Praising and blessing God. Amen. So we see that they had left him. Now they in the temple and they ain't being bored in the temple. I'm here to tell you the Holy Ghost will show up when there's some praying going on. When there's some praising going on, when there's some joy up on the people, I'm telling you, he, he, look, look, he, God, his presence will come and fill the house. See, but the presence got to fill them. See, he says, now go back over there, go back over there and wait for the presence of the father. But you need to go back with the attitude of gratitude. They went over there. They were praying. And we're going to see this. They were praying. And it says it was great. They went back with great joy. They were praising, praising him and worshiping him. And the Bible says a day came. And it was the day of Pentecost, which is coming up in the month of uh, June. We're going to have the day of Pentecost. And it says that he showed up. And he showed up. A sound came from heaven and entered into that place. And their lives was never the same. He says, I want you to go over there because when you get endued with power. Somebody say endued with power. Somebody say, fill me up, God. Fill me up. Fill me up, man. Fill me up with your power. Because he says, when you get this power, then you're going to be witnesses unto me to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other most parts of the earth. So wherever you go, we're witnesses unto him. And if you're going to be a witness for him, you got to have the power. You remember that song? I got the power. I got the power. And you knew I used to jam up in that thing. I was doing a running man or something called I thought I had the power. I thought I had the power. Realize I look the best I had was an old familiar spirit. You hear what I'm saying? 
Oh, dead thing. You know what I'm saying? But the God we serve as a, a now God, now faith here. He is an alive God. I'm telling you, you got to have something on the inside of you if you're going to do life. Amen. If you're going to do it victoriously and you're going to fulfill the assignment that God has for your life. Now, it's interesting here. The Bible says that he led them over to Bethany. See, what you must understand, when Jesus Christ started stopped leading them, they needed to have someone to continue to lead their life. He said, now go over there and wait because something gets ready to come and it's no, it's going to lead you as well it's going to lead you and it's going to feed you just like i've been leading you and feeding you the same thing the holy ghost going to lead you and feed you he said you got to have this thing so we got to have it we got to understand this is the promise the father's promise somebody said the father's promise I don't know about you. I want everything that Abba wants me to have, Abba Father. I want, I want to have everything that he wants me to have. And I'm here to tell you this ministry, this person of the Holy Spirit, you cannot live life without him. You must have him. You must, you, you must learn of him, not just through me preaching in the pulpit, but you must make up your mind. You're going to open up the scriptures for yourself, and you're going to read about him. You're going to see him move and do his thing all through the Old and the New Testament, and you're going to understand this and get this for yourself because th- this is what God wants for all of us and us as a church. He says, son, it's time to go to another realm, another realm. And what he's saying is, see, the mature saints of God are going to be the people that go into the realm. And see, and see, but when you go in that next realm, you always got to get the folks in the other realm and bring them up. You know what I'm saying? But you, you, can't, you can't take them nowhere you have not been. And so what he's saying is when you get filled with this Holy Spirit, it takes you into another realm, another dimension, another degree, another level in him. Amen? And, and, and see, I was reading this little um, uh, commentary, or it might have been a devotional, and this lady was talking about, and this is so true. Because Jesus Christ even said this with salvation. If any man is going to come after me, let him what? Deny himself, uh, pick up his cross daily. That, that's dying. We understand it. That's a dying type of thing. And finally after me. This, this young lady in her devotion, she was just making this how real this was. She said, you got to go, you got to go dig your own grave. She said, you got to dig your own grave. You hear what I'm saying? Amen. And you got to get in that grave. You got to let the angels put the dirt in there. You hear what I'm saying? She said, you got to die if you want to go with him. She said, you dig your own grave. You hear what I'm saying? If you're going to carry your own cross, you might well dig your own grave. Dig your own grave. You hear what I'm saying? Dig your own grave. Amen. Throw the shovel to the side and jump on there in the grave and ask the angels, look, just come on and cover me up. Cover me on up. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be heard from no more. I want him to live on the inside. I want the power of the most high God to flow on the inside of my life. And I'm telling you, it's not going to happen until you die. See, because when you die, I'm telling you, we got to die so we can get to that next dimension in him. So that he can fully, he can fully take control of our lives and take us to that next dimension, that next level, that next place that he wants to take us as a people. Amen. As a people. And because he wants us to go to that place so that we can, this is, this is, this, this was Jesus Christ's heart. Go over there because I want you to get the same thing that I got. Go wait for it. So you can enter into it. So you can drink the cup that I drank from. So you can endure the suffering that, see, this, this ain't all wheezy squeezy. No, no, no. So you can endure. So you can overcome. So you can be victorious in the, in the face of, you know, of, of stuff that don't even look right, feel right, you know, sound right. You could be victorious in this. It's going to take the power 
of the Holy Spirit to do this. So the Bible says he led them out. And so, it, see, this is what this is what this this is what this life uh, living for God is about: is the ability to be led, the ability for someone else to lead you. I don't know about you, but I was leading my own life, thought I had my own power, and I come to the end of myself. Amen. That that's the thing, mother. You got just got to come to the end of yourself. You got to come to the end. You spell self backwards, it spells flesh. Add an H on the end, and it spells flesh. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You got to come to the end. Of yourself, of ourself, the end of ourself. You spell it back, spell self backwards and throw an H on the end of it. Flesh, we got, we got to come to the end of ourself, the end of our flesh. If we want to experience the, the promise of the Father in a dimension and in a level uh, that we desire, that we desire him. Now, I want us to see a, a few things here. Go with me, please, uh, to Romans chapter 4 because I want you we see here that Jesus Christ is just over in Luke, and we've seen in Acts that he told them to go wait for the promise. Uh, Romans chapter 4, I spoke to it. I declared it already, but I want you to see it. Uh, it's about, it's dealing with this staggering knot. You can't stagger at the promise of God. You keep to your right, you'll find Romans. Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, verse 20. Romans chapter 4, verse 20. Are you in the neighborhood? Hallelujah. Look, uh, uh, look at verse 19 here. He says, and being not weak in faith, he's talking about Abraham, he considered not his own body now dead. See, because, see, uh, the father told him, Abraham, you're going to be a father of many nations. And, and, and he, I believe he thought about it, but the Bible says in 19, but being not weak in faith, if you're not weak in faith, you're what? Strong in faith. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Uh, it says he staggered not at what? The promise of God. Through what? Unbelief, but was what? Strong in faith, giving glory to God. Verse 21, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was what? Able also to perform. So we see here that unbelief causes us to stagger with the promises of God. You, whatever promise that God is giving, see, his word is his promise. And see, and, and if, if you don't believe his word or you can't believe that that word is going to come to pass in your life, it has many, everything to do with where your faith is at. Your faith is your confidence, your belief, and your trust. Is your faith in them or is it in him? This is why we declare it's all about him. It got to be about him. I don't care what they're thinking about, feeling like, what they're saying. If his word says that, I believe his word. And I believe that he is able to perform what he has already promised. I'm fully persuaded is what they say here. The Bible says he was fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. So the Bible says Abraham staggered not. He's the father of all nations. He's our, Abraham, spiritually, Abraham is our father. Amen. But we know God the father, but Abraham spiritually sentient as far as, uh, uh, you know, a people is concerned, a nation is concerned, that he is our father. And the blessings of Abraham overtake our lives. But Abraham was someone who staggered not at the promises of God. That brother was fully persuaded that whatever he had promised, he was able also to perform him. So if he's telling them to go wait for the promise of the Father and wait over there and it's going to come, you, look, you better go wait. And so he told them to wait. And so, so we, we must understand this, that, that unbelief causes us to stagger. But not only that, faith gives us strength. It gives us strength in God to receive the promises and it causes us to give God the glory. Oh my God. See, that's one thing about having this power. You understand that it's not yours. 
You understand that God gave it to you. You understand that you received it by faith. Matter of fact, this is how Jesus Christ said, Jesus Christ said, when you pray, when you go to pray, pray in what? My name. See, because you didn't save yourself. Oh, my God. It, look, look, the Father gave me on your behalf, so don't run up in there thinking you all bad. No, you ain't did anything. He gave me his only begotten son. Amen? And, and, and so he said, when you pray, pray unto the Father, say unto him, but when you pray, pray in my name. And it's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. We don't take no credit for what the Holy Spirit has done. Amen. We get in on it. This is why we give God the glory. Amen. We give God the glory. It's his story. Amen. Whatever he wants to do in and through me, I'm going to let him do it. And then I'm going to give him the glory. Amen. I'm going to give him the glory about this thing. And so this is what faith, it causes us. It gives us strength to receive God's promises. And it says in here, verse 20, he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. What? giving glory to God when you're staggered not when you have faith when you have when you truly believe believed what what he say he's going to do he's going to do amen you will always give him the glory that is due his name we already said that the father knows the the best here we've already talked about if we're not in the spirit of God we're going to be in a, a familiar spirit turn with me please over to Luke Luke chapter 11 verse 13 you got your walk. Y- y- y'all moving through the Bible today. Amen. Luke, Luke chapter 11, verse 13. Luke chapter 11, verse 13 here. See, what, what I want you to understand about the Father, the promise of the Father, the Father wants you to have it. He ain't trying to hide it and show it and hide it and show it. He wants you to have it. He wants you to have his promise. He wants you to have it. <laughs> because he understands that you cannot fulfill the assignment that he has upon your life Without the promise, without the, the promise of the, the, the uh, Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Are you at Luke chapter 11? If you get there, please go to verse uh, 13. Luke 11, verse uh, 13 here. Oh, my God. Oh God yeah. Okay, listen, let me get <laughs> I want. I see so many other things to talk about. This was the account with Jesus Christ. They, they come to Jesus. Jesus teaches to pray. And he taught his disciples how to pray. And then he began to tell them a story about a man. Uh, because the whole thing about praying is being able to ask God, having the right spirit in asking God, you know. And then he begins to give a, a parable of this friend that went to another friend on behalf of a friend. Oh, my God. Like a friend went, it's like me coming to your house, George, about 12 o'clock. You in the house, the folks, everybody asleep. I'm rattling on your door. I say, man, I need, a, I need about four eggs, George. <laughs> I got a friend that stopped by uh, in the middle of the night. He hungry, and we ain't got no eggs, man. I, and by the way, I need some sugar and a little bit of milk, too, you know. See, back in the old days you could do that. Oh, y'all remember that? I remember that, man. Shut up. Miss Maul Jones would come around my grandma's house and hit it down. And then I see my grandma pull them eggs and, and give about three eggs and a little bit of milk or whatever. Then sometimes I see my grandma suffer around Miss Maul Jones. She come back, you know, because you know if her grandbaby wants something to eat and she didn't have a boy and she didn't have the money, she go see Miss Maul. She either get money, she bring them pork chops back, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that good on them neck bones and pig feet. Y'all don't know nothing about that, sir. I forgot. I got to get y'all back on target. Y'all going to be thinking about food. So he went to a friend, went to a friend on behalf of another friend. A friend went to a friend on behalf of another friend. And he asked me, he says, I, I need this man. And the Bible says because of his importunity, 
this importunity was, was his lack of uh, uh, being restrained or held back. You know what I'm saying? He just said, look, I've, I got to do what I got to do. My friend has a need, and I'm going to go do what I got to do. And he went and made somebody else's life uncomfortable. And the guy says, because he did that, it must have been that important to his friend that he's going he's gonna to look. He's going to get up and give this boy some bread. You know, give him what he needs to take care of the needs of what's coming. And then this is what Jesus Christ begins to go back and tell them and begin to minister to them about if a man acts for, uh, if a child acts for a, a, a fish or whatever, you're going to give him something different. And then he, then he goes into there. How much more? Look at this. Let's read this again. And we've already, I've already quoted it, but I want you to see it here. Uh, pick it up here in verse uh, uh, 10. It says, for everyone that asketh it, receive it. And he that seek it, find it. And he that knocketh it, it shall be open. Uh, if a son shall ask bread of you, that is what a father, will he give him a stone? Or will he ask a fish and he give him, uh, uh, will he for a fish give him a serpent? And you, you know the answer. Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? What do you think? The answer is no. He said, but then he says, if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto what your children, how much more shall the heavenly father give what? The Holy Spirit to them that ask him. So well, how do I receive this, Pastor? You got to ask for it. You got to ask for it. I mean, it's as simple as that. I, I, I ask. I ask the father, father, you promised this thing to me, and then you're going to ask it. Like if I, I've promised, we've promised Joshua he's going to get a car. And Joshua won't warm up to it for a while, you know, because he's been getting chauffeured to school for the last two or three years. You know, his brother was taking him one year, and Pastor Angela was taking him this year. Pastor Angela said, I'm tired of it. <laughs> she said, this brother come found. So, so we uh, 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 enrolled him into uh the, 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 the driving school, you know, driving school, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, brother, whether you want it or not, you, <laughs> June the 6th or whatever is your first day. Amen. And, and we believe in God that the money going to come in for him to go. You said, by faith, we done signed him up. He just got to have the money when he show up. You know what I'm saying? But we done signed him up by faith. And we believe that we receive. Amen. And he going to be there and he going to have payment in hand. You know what I'm saying? Or we going to go there and, and take care of the payment. Well, the idea of, of this is now, so... Now that we are doing this, now I had to make a promise to him, son, we're going to get a car. Now, if I can't even pay for the driving school, I'm believing, I believe in God for a car between now and when he go back to school. You hear what I'm saying? I believe God going to do it, though. You know what I'm saying? Because he don't, Pastor Angela already been pleading to the Lord. Amen. And I done heard her pleading to the Lord. I heard all in my ear. Amen. <laughs> and then I believe the Lord said, you need to talk to that man you got, the one I gave you. Amen. <laughs> the one I brought to you. Amen. Or, or he, I brought you to him. Amen. And, and so, and so the, the idea of this, uh, Brother Charles, is that we're believing that this is going to happen. Well, Amen. because I made this promise to Joshua, we've been riding and Joshua, Joshua made something the other day. He said, yeah, when I get my car. Uh, he's starting to talk it now. When I get my car, yeah, what kind of car I'm going to get? You know, when I get my car. See, he's calling forth the promise now. You see what I'm saying? Now, now, now he, he done, the promise has been made. We're going to get your car. Now he's starting to call that thing on in. It's the same thing when he promised you the Holy Spirit, that you can experience the Holy Spirit and be empowered from among high. Heaven will open up and enter into the earth and fill you. Amen. You got to start saying, God, what is the power? Give me the power that I'm supposed to have. And that's what, the, this is what the scripture's talking about. Uh, if you want it, you just got to ask for it. You got to ask for it. You ain't got to work for it because you're already a son. Oh my God, you're already, you already a son. He's already a son. I make, see, God don't make promises to anybody. He makes them to his children. 
he made a promise. He, he, he told his son. Then he told his son, I, I am well pleased with you. And see, this is what it's all about. See, the, father, the father's promise, really us receiving the promise is all about pleasing the father. It's about pleasing the father. If, if I say I'm going to get my son something, I'm going to get it, and he got to receive it. If it's a jalopy or whatever it is, he got to, he got to receive it. <laughs> that brother, he got, he got standards. He got standards. That brother could tell you how I ain't, I ain't riding up in school in that. But that's just like our God. Our God just ain't going to throw you something that's substitute or third. You see what I'm saying? God, what God gives to you is the very best. He gave his only begotten son. You think he's going to back that up and give his Holy Spirit and it's going to be something less than what he already gave? He, the Father knows best and Father what? Gives his best. He gives his best. So we're going to do the best that we can do for Joshua. He ain't going to get what I got. He ain't going to get better than what I got now. You know, you know, hold on now. <laughs> but he'll have a little something, something, you know, <laughs> have a little something. But I wanted you to understand this. And so we see here in verse 13, if you then being evil know how to give what good gifts unto your children, how much more what again shall the heavenly father give unto what the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. Now let's go to Luke. Since you're in Luke, go to Luke chapter 3 because this is about pleasing the father. We have a few more scriptures and we're going to be out of here. Luke chapter 3 verse 21. We're talking about the father's promise. The father's promise. I, I, I want to, uh, uh, some of you might even say, uh, uh, this week, the Lord has been dealing with me, and I'm not going to put my situation on you, but, but some of you, you doing this series of messages, you might want to turn over the plate. You might want to fan. See, sometimes when you, when, when, when you uh, are designed the things of God, there's some things you got to turn out and to turn over. There's some things you got to separate you from, yourself from that you can fully receive and be attentive to what he has for you. So I, I, I will say unto you, amen, uh, uh, and the Lord been dealing with me. I think the church, the whole church need to go on a fast. Amen. We, we, yeah, we, 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 need it. we hadn't done it in a couple of years. And, and the Lord, I think what the Lord been dealing with me the, the last two years, he's been saying, I, I know the cycle when he says it's time to do it. It's time to do it. And I've been, for the last two years that we haven't done it. You know, I ain't one of these folks that's religious. We're going to do it January the 1st through the 21st. No, we're going to do it when we hear say do it. We're going to do it when we hear say do it. We didn't TV and stuff like that, but we're talking about taking time off from that and turning into God. You know what I'm saying? And boy, I'm telling you, you'll come out. I've never come out. I have never came out of a fast worse than when I went in it. I've always come out better if I honored God, amen, and did those things and, and, and stayed in there. I might have missed this or did something I wasn't supposed to do, but I got right back in it. You know what I'm saying? And so just be, just be praying about that. But somebody might, you, you might do this series of messages. You might say, I'm going to yield myself on Saturday. I'm coming up in here on Sunday. I want to hear everything God got to say. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's look here. You're in Luke chapter 3. Luke 3, verse 20. Um, uh, yes, ma'am. Verse 21. Uh, yeah, it says, now when all the people were baptized. Now, John was baptizing the people, and John is baptizing Jesus. It says, now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was open. You see that? So Jesus had been baptized. And, and then, now, think about it now. There's seven baptisms. I'm not going to go through all the baptisms. Not, that ain't what we're here for. But the baptism of John, this was John's baptism. The baptism for the remission of sins. Now he's getting ready to be, now he's getting ready to be immersed in the, uh, he's, he's has been immersed in the water. He's coming up. 
Now the Holy Spirit, the heaven is opening up. He's been water baptized and he's praying. And the people, all, all the people, they're on one accord. They've been baptized and everything. And the heaven opened up and the Holy Spirit comes down in the form of a dove and it lights upon him. We look at here, it says, uh, the spirit, uh, I'm sorry, uh, three and 22. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven saying, which said, Thou art my what, beloved son, and thee what? I am well pleased. See, I believe the, you, the father is well pleased when you do something that pleases the father. Oh, my God. <laughs> the father is well pleased when you do something that pleases the father. He did something that pleased the father. What was that? To receive the ministry, the empowering, the empowering of the Holy Spirit had just come up upon him. And then he says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. See, the Holy Spirit certifies who you are. The Holy Spirit certifies you that you're a child, not only a child, but you're a son of the most high God. It's certain because the Bible says they that are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. And when this thing led up upon him, he says, this is my beloved, what? Not child, my beloved, what? Son in whom I am, what? Well, pleased. And so when the spirit of God, when we are led by the spirit of God, it, it, it certifies that we are a mature Christian. It certifies that we are a son and daughter of the most high God. It certifies also that he is pleased with us. I don't know about you, but see, this is the problem in the world today. The, see, see, although we have a son problem, but one of the problems that we see is the lack of a father in the home. You hear what I'm saying? Women and men are broke, busted, and disgusted because they daddy won't in their life. They daddy didn't say this. My daddy abandoned me. My daddy would never done me. My daddy didn't even, uh, you know, receive me or whatever, or he abused me or whatever. Many times it's the daddy. It's a daddy problem. It's a father problem. You know what I'm saying? But see, and, and those are the type of people because they have such a need to do what? Please their daddy. Please my father. I wanted my father to be, I wanted my father to tell me I am pleased with your son. That's what they want. That's what they're needing. That's what they're missing. I wish my dad would have told me that he loved me or he affirmed me. I see it in men all the time. I talk to men and women as well that, that the lack of that, uh, the affirmation and the affluence of the father has devastated their life. But praise be to God. Somebody say, but God. They got a God in heaven. Amen. That can love them way better than their earthly father ever could have loved them. And this is what we have to tell them. So this is the same thing with us now as believers on the spirit side of it. We want to please the heavenly father. I want him to affirm me and confirm me. I, uh, I want him to say that you are my son and I'm well pleased with you. How you do that, pastor? Receive the Holy Ghost. This is the father's promise. And he wants us to receive it. He don't want us to stagger at it. He don't want us to stagger at it through unbelief. He wants us to receive it by faith. I know when you say, well, pastor, I got it. Well, what he wants, I want it. He wants to see the manifestation of it. He don't want you to look at it like you, just, you got it and you put a trophy up on your shelf or something. I got it. Or like a certificate. Well, I got that certificate. No, 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 uh-uh. This don't sit on a shelf. This don't sit on a wall. This resides on the inside of you, leading you and guiding you and directing you into all truth. Amen. Until the fullness of what God will have, that you may fulfill your promises or his promises through you in the earth and through your life. I don't know about you. That's what I want to do. I want to please my father. I want to be 
be certified by my father. I want my father to say, this is my son of a son, and I am well pleased. Well, how do you get well pleased? You got to receive him. Well, how do I receive him, pastor? You got to ask for him. Well, when I ask for him, how do I get him? I go, thank you for asking. Amen. I want you to, uh, amen. Let's uh, go over to Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. Since you and Luke, go back over to Matthew. Matthew chapter 3. Yes, yes, yes. See, I know this might be, I know I've been a repeat offender to some of you folks. I mean, you, you didn't heard this before, but I'm here to tell you, nah, nah, we, we got to keep it. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word. You got to keep hearing this thing because the minute you let up off the Holy Ghost, the minute you say, well, I, I'm going to slip and do my own thing. Nah, you in the danger zone. Matter of fact, when you even start thinking about it, you already gone. You already in the wrong place with the wrong mind. We must receive this uh, thing. We must receive this promise of the Father because we want to please him. Uh, we want to do what pleases the Father. We're talking about the promise. The Father's promise here. You're at Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. Now, we understood that it was John that baptized him, right? Now, look at John in the book of Matthew. Look at how they wrote the story here, uh, uh, the, 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 the writer. He says, I indeed, this is John, baptize you with water unto repentance. That's John's baptism, the baptism of repentance. But he that cometh after me is what? Mightier than I. He's talking about Jesus, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. Then he says, he shall what? Baptize you with what? The Holy Ghost and with fire. Well, who the baptizer, Pastor Jesus? You the candidate. This is why I like to do it. See, 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 I'm the candidate for baptism, right? Jesus Christ is the, uh, uh, he's, he's, he's basically the baptizer. He's the one that's going to baptize me. He's the agent. Amen. And then the element of what I get baptized in is the baptism of, is the Holy Ghost. Amen. So Jesus Christ, so he said, now there's one coming. I baptize you with water. And Jesus Christ got baptized with water. So he said, now I got to get back. Because John said, I can't baptize you. He said, no, I baptize me so we can fulfill all righteousness. I want to do what everybody else. I'm the son of man and the son of God. So baptize me to baptism. I'm going to take the baptism. I don't really need it, but I'm going to take it. But John said, there's one mightier than I coming after me. And I'm telling you what, he's going to be the one that's going to baptize you with what? The Holy Ghost and with what else? Fire. Oh my God. See, the Holy Ghost and fire, it takes you from salvation to sanctification. Oh, it teaches you how to be holy. Do you want to be holy for God? See, that's, 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 you move into that realm of holiness and righteousness. You know, I want to be right with God. Amen. I just don't want to be right on the outside. I want to be right on the inside. I don't want to just be my right for D's. Amen. But I want my heart to be right. I'm telling you, it takes the Holy Ghost for your heart to be right. The heart to be right. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. That's is why what's going to say, created me a clean heart and renew a right spirit on the outside of me. I'm telling you, you got to do. That's what David wanted. David wanted to please God because God was pleased with him and laid his hands on him and anointed him to be king of all of Israel. But he could not fulfill that without having the presence of God and the power of God on his hand. And he went through hell going up to the place of what God had for him in his life. So look here. He says now, it is he. He says, I, it is he shall what? Baptize. That's the same word. Baptizo. Immerse you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. A double dipping. He the baptize. He baptized you in the Holy Ghost and also with fire. Acts chapter 2 verse 1. I believe this is where we're going to close it. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. This is where we're going to close at. Acts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, the Acts of the Holy Ghost. Are you receiving something today? 
Amen. I want you to receive something. We're not here. Amen. We, we, we want to receive something. And I know he's, I know he's teaching and, and doing something for us. Uh, two verse one, two and one. So we see that how Jesus Christ had received the, the, the Holy Spirit over in the book of Luke. We do not, it says the heaven opened up. They were praying. The heaven, oh, he had been water baptized. He was praying. The heaven opened up. It come down in the form of a dove and lit directly upon him. That was an individual outpouring upon him. And God confirmed unto all the people, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So now we see here, we see now the disciples get ready to get what they, what, what, what he told me. He said, now you go over to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the father. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You just wait. Now look, it's interesting. Uh, 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 if you look in the text of the scripture, we don't have time today, but they were praying. They were there praying. And I said it earlier that how they had joy in the temple and everything, but they were praying. They were all in one place. The Bible said there was in one place on one accord. Look at two and one, Acts two and one. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, see God had an appointed day. You hear that? He had an appointed day. He says on the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were well on one accord in one place. And suddenly there came uh, a sound, what? From heaven. Now, isn't it interesting? This same, th- th- there are some parallels here. When Jesus got it and when they got it, it came from the same place. From where? From heaven. The Bible says heaven opened up and he come down. It's the same Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ told the disciples, it's expedient that I go back to be with the Father so the Father and me can send this Holy Ghost back down here. Jesus had him on the inside of him doing everything that he was to do in life. Then he went back with the father. But when he went back, guess what? The spirit went back with him. Then he said, me and the father go say, y'all go over there and wait because we get ready to send him back down. The same one that was up on me going to be the same one that's up on you. And I'm here to tell you this promise that was made was not only made for the apostles and not just for Jesus, but it was made for all of us. Amen. So the same power that was up on Jesus Christ in this life is the same power that's going to be up on your life that should be manifest and resting and dwelling on the inside of you. I'm not talking about, you ain't getting, it ain't like you're in New York City and you're picking up some counterfeit shoes. You hear what I'm saying? Somebody jiggling out there at the market or whatever and you know you want the real Jordans and you don't got bamboozled and got an imitation. Man, I remember as a young child, I remember, boy, I was in the military, Sister Nene, and I went to basic training, and I got out there, I tell you, I wasn't wearing a buck 50. I'm trying to hunt 50 pounds. I mean, soaking wet, bro. But, boy, I had some muscles on me. You know what I'm saying? Boy, my, I was a little knit tight. Boy, I was tight. Boy, I, I come back from a military. Boy, stand up the back with straight joy. I'm walking like a military man, man. Couldn't nobody do it. And Sister Nene, before I left Fort Seal, Oklahoma, they gave us some time to get off base. Now, we've been accumulating our little check, and I ain't never had a cold chain. A gold chain. So I went and got me one of them gold ropes, boy. I went and paid about $300 for that rope. Man, I went out there and got me one of them ropes. And, boy, I got home, boy. Had my little wife beat on, you know, them, 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 them T-shirts. Huh? Had my wife beat on, walk around town, go see my lady. Pastor Andrew, go see my lady. And I got my gold chain on. In about two weeks, this thing start changing colors. This thing start changing colors on me, man. I, where, where, where going on? I done got a knockoff. Yeah, skin breaking out. You know, done got a knockoff. Well, what you saying, Pat? What I'm saying is God don't give you no knockoff. God ain't giving you no knockoff. God giving you the real deal. He giving you the real deal. Man, I was so disappointed in that thing, man. I know folks were talking about him. Yeah, boy, he got that gold around there. He buffed up. That gold didn't last two weeks. I had to make up a lie where that thing went to, man. You didn't want to be embarrassed to tell somebody, man, I got duped, man. 
And I could go back to Oklahoma and go find the guy that did me like that, man. You see how desperate I was, I was, you see what I'm saying? You how vulnerable we can become sometimes, particularly when we start focusing on ourselves. We become vulnerable. I'm telling you, man, and we will latch hold of something that's not for us and was never meant to be for us. But when you get the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, you getting the real deal. You ain't getting no counterfeit. You ain't getting no secondhand stuff. No, you getting the real deal. You ain't getting the Goodwill flavor, a valid thrift store. You getting the real deal. And I'm telling you, and it's enough for him to go around for everybody. Lottie, dotty, everybody can be filled and walking up under the power of the Spirit. So there is no excuse. There is no no excuse coming to church. Well, Sister Nene got my Holy Ghost. Come on, you better. What you talking about? Mother Jesse got mine this Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's enough to go around. Everybody should be flowing and moving up under the, the unction to function. I mean, if folks should know there's something different about you. There's something excellent about you. There's something standoffish and standoutish about you. And it's not because you, 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 you're better. It's because I'm just different because I got a different one on the inside of me. I'm telling you, you can glorify the God all day long about this thing. I'm coming to an end. Let's look at this here. Verse 2. We're not going. We're going to go down here. This is going to be it. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house that they were sitting. Now, it's interesting. They both came from heaven, but the first one filled Jesus by himself. This one here filled the whole house. The whole, it came and filled the whole house. Amen. See, look, it was contingent upon them all being there on one accord and in prayer. It come into the house first. Amen. It come into the house. See, that's what the Holy Ghost will do. He'll come into the house. And you thank God, look, if we can just get in, look, that's my prayer. Lord, just come to the house. Because if you get in the house, whoa, it's over with. I know you'll take over the house and everybody that's here by coincidence or accident. No, it's by the divine providence of God. You're going to get what he had. I know you might say, well, I just come to church today. I just, I'm just, nah, nah, this is a setup from God. Amen. I'm here to tell you, this is a setup from God. It says three, and they appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. Because he's going to baptize them with the Holy Spirit and with fire. They appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it said upon how many of them? Each of them. Everybody. And they were all what? Filled with what? The Holy Ghost. And began to speak in what? Other tongues. Now, that's the evidence. There go the evidence. I got to be able to speak in another tongue. What you saying, Pastor? Another language, another dialect, all the above. Amen. However he want to use you. But the evidence is that you can speak with another tongue. I like to always give the example. Brother Charles, you got on those loafers there. But this is how it works. This is how it works right here. You ain't never went and bought a pair of shoes and told them to keep the tongue. A pair of dress-up, lace-up shoes. You ain't never went in there and look, 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 say, look, man, give me the shoes and cut out the tongues. Cut, cut, cut out the tongues out of the shoe. Now I don't. Now if you ain't got nothing, now look and say, no, 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 no. We don't make shoes like that. The shoes that we make that are lace up, they all got tongues. It's the same thing with the Holy Ghost. You don't say, well, give me the Holy Ghost, but you know what? Hold up them other tongues. I don't want the tongues with it. Nah, no, the tongues. It's a package deal. Look, 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 look. If you ain't got the tongues, you ain't got the shoes. You, you get some knockoffs. You know what I'm saying? Come on, 
So, 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 so this is something you get, you get the whole package. So you can say, well, well didn't tongues go out with a nod? Nah, nah, tongues, they, they come together. They are package deal. See, 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 don't stagger not. Nah. Well, what grandma told me, now nah, most grandmas know about the Holy Ghost. We done got so smart for God. Ah, oh, nah, I ain't believe it. They're speaking in tongues. What are they doing all that foolishness for? It's the foolishest things of God that confound the wise. Amen. The foolish things of God. And I'm learning, boy, look, I, I ain't trying to figure out God no more. I just want to receive him. Father, give me everything that you got. If you tell me to go run around Kennedy Height ten times, I'm gone. Limping it all, I'm gone. And do what I got to do. Because I've been empowered to do it. And if he empowers me to do it, I can do it. And so it says, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with what? Other tongues. That's what? The Spirit gave them utterance. So it's the evidence, it's the spirit of God is in your life that will be an utterance that will come up out of you. And not only will tongues flow, I'm the power of God. You'll lay hands on, you can go in other places and say where they prophesied and all types of things. This is why you got to get into the word for yourself and study this thing out and you'll see the power of God. I'm telling you, as you read the word will become the come up on your life. Amen. And we need to have the power. It's the evidence the tongues are the evidence of the promise. Keyboard player, come on to the keyboard. Where you at, Eric? Come on in. Praise and worship team, come on up here. Amen. Let us all stand to our feet here today. Amen. Put our hands together and give God some praise.